From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Monday the 30th of May 2022. Good afternoon. Today we'll be discussing some of the biggest stories, including the Colombian election and Austria's opposition to British nuclear power. We'll also be answering today's big question. Is Hungary really the villain in relation to EU sanctions? But first, Russia's comments on nukes. Throughout the war in Ukraine, Putin has tried to use the fact that Russia has nuclear weapons to threaten Ukraine and its allies. This started in February when he put his nuclear forces on high alert. Since then, Russian state television has shown graphics of how the UK could be wiped out by Russian nukes, and more recently, Putin has alluded to the use of nukes by stating that Russia has all the tools and would use them if necessary. This morning, though, it seems that Russia has started to temper their nuclear rhetoric. When asked in a BBC interview whether tactical nukes would be used in Ukraine, Russia's British ambassador said that he didn't think they would, adding that the only situation they would be used is if the existence of the Russian state is endangered. He went on to assert that he didn't believe that a nuclear strike would ever be used against Britain. Staying on the subject of nukes, we move to the UK to discuss Austria's opinion on the potential creation of the Sizewell C power station. There have been two Sizewell power plants, A and B. A has been decommissioned and B is currently operating. C is set to be built in Suffolk, with a 20% stake from the UK government, 20% stake from EDF Energy and 60% from investors. The slight issue is that under the ESPOO convention, other states are allowed to comment on each other's projects if they could have a negative impact on the environment of multiple countries. Under this protocol, Austria has written to the UK government, warning them that Sizewell C could cause severe accidents with high releases. They added that it was questionable whether the current design could guarantee that radioactivity could be confined to the reactor core. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Colombians went to the polls yesterday and voted in the first round of the country's presidential election and sent two opposing anti-establishment candidates into the runoff vote on June the 19th. Gustavo Petro, a leftist former guerrilla and ex-mayor of the capital, had been the frontrunner for some time and came first with 40% of the vote. His path to the runoff was never really in doubt, but up until the final few weeks of campaigning, it seemed likely he would face the more established right-wing candidate, Federico Gutierrez. Instead, Petro will face Rodolfo Hernandez, a 77-year-old populist businessman who's been described as a Colombian Trump and Berlusconi, who received 28% after surging in the final weeks of the campaign. Polling suggests the runoff will be a close race, but a win for Petro would represent yet another victory for the left in Latin America in recent years. Saturday saw the UEFA Champions League come to a head in more ways than one. Initially set to be held in the Russian city of St. Petersburg, the final saw Liverpool play Real Madrid for the title in Paris. But before the match could even begin, absolute chaos ensued. As kickoff time edged even closer, a dangerous build-up of fans accumulated at a fence surrounding the stadium concourse, making it nigh impossible for fans with tickets to get through. 
Some were then seen jumping fences and running past stewards, leading to the French gendarmerie to deploy pepper spray, tear gas and riot gear on fans outside the stadium. Subsequently, France's sport minister has blamed a mass gathering of supporters with fake tickets for the chaos, whilst her UK counterpart Nadine Dorries has called the incident deeply concerning and demanded a full inquiry. Moving back to the UK, the UK government will pave the way for reviving the use of imperial measurements, such as pounds and ounces, in an announcement on Friday, coinciding with the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. The use of metric units rather than imperial units has long been something of a focal point for some supporters of Brexit. Under EU rules, goods are legally required to be displayed in metric units, like grams and kilograms, though traders can still display imperial units if they want to, as long as it's alongside the metric measurement. With the UK out of the EU, the government wants to take advantage of this so-called Brexit freedom and will launch a consultation to look at ways to reincorporate imperial measurements in some form. One minister said it was about allowing a bit of our national culture and heritage back onto the shop shelf, while Labour said it was a pathetic attempt to weaponise nostalgia. That's all we have time for on YouTube today, but if you want more, including answering today's big question, are Hungary really the villain in relation to EU sanctions? Then watch the extended edition of The Daily Briefing over on Nebula. Nebula subscribers not only get everything you've already watched ad-free, but also an extended edition of the show every single day, available to watch on Nebula or stream on your podcast app of choice. So if you want to support the channel and get a more extensive daily briefing every day, you'll want to sign up. And there's good news. Our friends at CuriosityStream, the streaming service which offers some of the best documentaries, is offering a deal whereby you can get both platforms, CuriosityStream and Nebula, for less than $15 a year. That's all the best documentaries you could want on CuriosityStream and then more TLDR on Nebula, including the extended briefing, other full exclusive TLDR videos, and it's always ad-free. Click the link below to get both services for less than $15 a year and support the channel.